Hello and welcome to Straight Talk, Supply Chain Insights, the podcast for your supply chain leader who is on the go and wants to be in the know. And now, your host, Laura Sassiri. Welcome to Straight Talk with Supply Chain Insights. This is the podcast that's designed for the business leader that wants to gain early market advantage. My name is Laura Sassiri, and I interview supply chain leaders around the world to help you to understand what's happening and how you can really learn from others. Today, I'm interviewing Josue Dea, and I met Josue about seven years ago. He's spent uh, many years in the agricultural space. He's in South America, and he is leading the effort for a new business called Indigo. What I love is when companies drive business change and process innovation in supply chain by rethinking how to make the world a better place. Josue, welcome to the show. Thank you, Laura. Tell the group a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'm Jose Deya. I'm based in Buenos Aires, now taking care of the supply chain for Indio, as you mentioned. At this point of time, almost 25 years in the career and every every day in supply chain, so that's who I am. So, Josue, tell me about Indigo and the business model. Indigo has a purpose of harnessing nature to help farmers sustainably feed the planet. And we are focusing on improving the farmer profitability while improving sustainability and helping the farmer to align their practices to what the consumer is demanding today, that is healthier products. That is the purpose of Indigo. So we have a lot of different services under Indigo. Can you talk about what they are? Uh, we have one business that is related to biological products. We have a very big catalog of um, microorganisms, almost 70,000 microorganisms that we catalog and analyze through R&D their beneficials to each of the crops. So mainly we work with uh, water stress, with temperature stress, with diseases, and find how microbes could help each of these crops to increase a lot of characteristics and and to reduce risks while while cropping. So microorganisms, so you're growing microorganisms, how do you get those to the field and how do farmers engage with you to get them? Exactly. Today we produce them at US and we ship them to Europe and South America. And how do the farmers determine that they need the microorganisms and get them? And how do you go about the administration of the microorganisms to the field? Well, each crop at each geography has their own specific needs. So maybe you can, we have microbes, for example, to uh, work with water stress in wheat, or some others that can help with specific fungus diseases for soy or for corn. So it depends where you are and depends what are you cropping, is that it triggers some demand from these type of benefits. Yeah, and, this- and the, sorry, Laura, the, the potential of these is also to reduce most of the chemicals that are today are applied to, to each of the crops. So in, in the long time, we expect to contribute to, the, to, the, to sustainability and to use much more 
biological products replacing chemical products and, and with really no, no risks. So you also have this wonderful capability for aerial photographs and the ability to see what's happening in crop health. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that and how you use aerial photography to basically drive better outcomes? Yes, we have two other business models. Uh, one is named Marketplace. It's a marketplace to interact between the, the, a field, a, a grower, and a person who might need that. So you can trade your, your grains through the marketplace, and, and we are putting in the hands of, of both parts of the whole ecosystem a lot of information. One of these information is related to satellite view. So we monitor crop health, we monitor at a very specific level. So you can get into the website and, and see on a daily basis how healthy is your, your crop today. And, and that is mainly captured by a set of satellites that with, with some technology and with artificial intelligence, they can predict the health of your crop based on what they are seeing. Uh, and this is uh, is very beneficial for the whole ecosystem. It's not only for a farmer. So governments or local authorities could better predict yields, could better know how much surface is being planted, could better predict how maybe a, a draw or a extreme climate event is impacting a specific area. It's very interesting. And how long have you been doing it and how many farmers use your satellite imagery? Well, today, Indio is a very novel company. It was founded in 2017 and we've been piloting a lot of these concepts until this last year. So now Marketplace is available and it's the first commercial year we have the the product for farmers only at US at the moment. And uh, we are de deploying that concept into Brazil now. So we expect the second part of the year, we will have uh, also marketplace starting up in, in Brazil. And what do you mean by a marketplace? Well, today is a platform when uh, we're a grower and any other party could buy and sell. Uh, but again, you can also buy and sell considering your freight so freight is a very, it's a very heavy expense in, 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 in the farming activity. So we also deliver a solution that is named Indigo Transport. So you can imagine like a Uber for trucks. So you can also trade your grains in the platform and considering using this service. So you have full visibility of how much the freight rates are in your area, depending on the region and destination, and you can quotate based on that. You also have visibility on the, on the prices of the whole of the area, of your crop, of at the national level. So there are a lot of insights again in in the platform to make better decisions. So it's a platform where I can basically buy microbial. Um, products to improve health. It's a platform that helps me to see the satellite imagery. It's a platform that helps me to contract freight. Is that correct? It's a platform that you can, you as a grower, it depends where you are. 
if you're a grower, you can buy and sell. Uh, you can mainly sell your crop and contract freights. Okay, and then understand information. Today is not integrated with the microbial world uh, at US. And, you know, for many years, Josue, you worked for pharma, you know, additive crop science companies, large companies. What's it like to go from a large company environment to a startup? Uh, tell me about the change and how you've had to adapt. It's very interesting that one. You need to be as resilient as possible. So things, I joined the company on December 2019 with three projects launching and in February we prioritized differently and we went into another direction. And that is a startup. We test different business models at different countries. We see what is working, we improve them and then we change them and define new plans. So in fact, as an example, we have quarterly objective settings. So every three months, we need to stop and rethink what we're doing on the next three months. In some previous experience, maybe in pharma, everything is much more stable and demand is pretty stable until this COVID, right? But uh, in, in, in more normal environments, uh, demand is very predictable in some other industries like FMCG companies I work for. Uh, in Indigo, you don't know. We don't know. We are introducing a new microbe into Brazil, this crop. And frankly speaking, we, we, we aim to sell that to producers. But we know that the demand could be 10 times bigger. And that is part of what we need to build. We need to build a, a very resilient supply chain and very, very adaptive. And also the teams, it's, for me, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I enjoy it a lot. So it's a faster pace and it's one that uh, constantly changing. And, you know, for an entrepreneur, um, you know, that's great for people that like slow progress. They often will struggle at a startup, right? Yeah. And so yeah. the other thing and is... You need to be, another, another characteristic for me, Laura, sorry to interrupt, is you need to be prepared to not to have even 90% of what you want to have to, to launch an operation, a business or whatever. So perfection is not for a startup, right? So you need to prepare your business models as best as you can, but then you need to run them and, and, and be as early as possible in the market, test, rework, go back to the paperboard, redesign processes, redesign concepts, and, and launch them again. A very interesting characteristic also. Which I find stimulating, but some people don't. You know, They'll go from a very staid job with a large corporation into an entrepreneur a relationship with a company and they'll struggle with the pace and the fact that there's so much unknown. But one of the things I like about Indigo is that you're trying to redefine agricultural you know, services in a biological, sustainable way. And you know, if we think about agriculture as a business and feeding the planet, whether it's 2050 you know, and what's happening with climate change, where do you think this will go five, 10 years from now? Well, the third initiative, the third big initiative at Indigo is a carbon farming. So you know the plants have the ability to sequestrate carbon from the atmosphere and send it back to the, to the field. 
So Indigo is, we, we certificate a methodology to measure this at scale. And it's, it's, it's really wonderful because we can create the proper economical incentives to reduce uh, carbon in the, in the atmosphere. And I think that uh, if, we or if we success on this, we will create a huge impact in, in, the, in the environment because we uh, companies that would like to become carbon neutral, and there are several of them, a lot of them most customers from Indigo now, uh, they can put money into a, into a system of certificates of carbon emission that some growers could sequestrate that carbon into the field with, with practices. So there are today, there are five uh, implemented practices that we are monitoring. And in, in the future, there could be even more. So maybe in 20, 30 years, we can reduce this green gas problem in the, in the atmosphere by sequestrating them at the, at the farmers around the world with good practices. It's, it's amazing, I love that. I love that too, but I think the other part of this is you're really trying to improve yield and use of the land uh, through microbial health and you know helping us to walk away from chemicals which are polluting the rivers and streams and uh, causing damage to the overall ecological health. Uh, but, you know, as you think about farming and you think about the agricultural business and the ability to feed the world, which is not a trivial task, you know, where do you see Indigo going? I see Indigo adding sustainability. So the whole industry is going to improving yields, better practices and so on. Indigo is working on, on the sustainability part of this. So I see Indigo adding a lot in health, adding a lot in well-being for people because we will have a better environment in the future. And we find microbes that also, they increase the yield, for example, or they increase the yield under specific situations. So that is part of the sustainability also, more stable crops and more predictable farming practices and, and that is part of the game. Well, it's a new part of the game, right? I, I don't know that we've done this before. I mean, do we have a history of using microbes in the field commercially like you're doing? Are, are there examples? Yeah, there are. There are examples that using microbes for 30 years or more, maybe. Okay. Uh, in soybeans, for example, the, the whole soybean crop is inoculated with a microbe since the last, I think, more than 30 years. Right. And, and they have the ability to improve the nitrogen uh, efficiency, use of nitrogen in the soil. So that reduces the need for fertilization, for chemical fertilization. It, not, it is not uh, eliminating the, the need but it's creating a lot of efficiency in the use of nitrogen from the plant. So at, at what point it creates sustainability. Doesn't this take it to a new level though, where you've got specialized microbes for different crops and different use cases? 
And I think the combination of microbial additives plus the satellite imagery uh, in your marketplace could end up being quite a valuable business model to farmers, right? Uh, yes, exactly, exactly. And to certificate the carbon sequestration, you need to have that information with proper reliability. So today this uh, satellite imagery is, has the capability to identify which crop you're working on. Uh, if you're using cover crops in between main crops, if you are tilling or not tilling the field after, after each of the crops, if you're rotating crops. So all these variables are part of this sustainability model. So if you introduce models and introduce these practices, you will sequestrate more carbon from the atmosphere. And we build the capability to predict this at a huge scale. Today, you can get into the Indigo website and, and you can take a look at a single piece of land wherever you want in the US and you will get that information. Well, and Josue, I'd ask you to speak at this year's Supply Chain Insights Global Summit. And unfortunately, you're not going to be able to, but you know, maybe next year. And if you're going to speak next year, what do you want to tell the audience? I want to tell about the success of Indigo during these first couple of years. So today, what I mentioned, we are more mature at the US and we are developing pilots on, on other geographies. We also develop a financial, a completely digital financing tool in Brazil that is working really well. And I think a couple of, uh, maybe next year, we can also share what we learned and we can also share how we see the future with a year and a half running the business. So I expect to add uh, value and to show the audience what we did, not what we promised to do. <laughs> well, and I love Indigo's story because at the core is redefining supply chain and redefining value networks and thinking about new ways to add value and to basically help the planet. So Josue, thanks for being with me today. This is Straight Talk with Supply Chain Insights. Thank you, Laura. Bye-bye. Bye now. Thank you. My name is Laura Ciceri, and I'm the founder of Supply Chain Insights, and I want to give you a personal invitation to join this year's Supply Chain Insights Global Summit. Now in its eighth year of doing this conference, we designed this for a unique experience for supply chain leaders to learn from technology leaders to think differently and drive new outcomes. We're hoping that you can make it on September 7th through the 9th in Franklin, Tennessee. In the conference, we handpick all of the speakers and we design the conference for a unique networking experience so that you leave to build a guiding coalition for change. We hope to see you there. Mm -hmm.